Who knows, man? Who knows some weirdos out there? Ain't that the truth? And we're two of them. Not that weird, though. No, but not creepy weird. (laughs) Right now, the first car one lap down is Brad and Joe. Hi, I'm stupid. Hi, I'm stupid. Oh, come on. You know what? Ah! I've raced this hard for last in my life. Really? That's right, I'll cut it out. How'd that happen? My settings must have got messed up. All right, anyway. Welcome to lap 26 of One Lap Down with Brad and Joe as we prepare Mm -hmm. to uh, recap last weekend's F1 and NASCAR action and look ahead to another busy weekend of motorsports uh, with three of the four that we like to talk about uh, getting started. And actually, a fourth, if you will, with the I mean, Superstar get, Racing get, Experience getting started this Saturday. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah, so I mean, we've got... Double header in IndyCar. That's right. I mean, that's right. So race-wise, huh? we've, got, we've got a lot of actual you know races to, to get through. Uh, so without further ado, let's get rolling, and we'll begin with our friends across the border. No. <laughs> across the border? <laughs> yeah, they weren't in... Yeah, they were in Baku. Oh, my God. Come on. You say our friends across the pond all the time. Yeah, I know. Well, I said border this time. Sergio won. And it's lights out, and away we go. Victoire de Piagasi! Woo! Woohoo! So, to Baku is where Formula One was this past weekend. And uh, where do we start, man? I don't race. Where do we start? I mean, there was, was already a lot of intrigue going into it because... Yeah. Just we hadn't been there. Like we hadn't been there. F1 hadn't been there since 2019. It's always some drama, and for even from practice on, red flags aplenty, and the race lived up to that billing as well. Yeah, I mean, what, like you had all these different things happen in the practice sessions, and you had all those red flag. You had was it two red flags in uh, in qualifying? Mm-hmm. Uh, just crazy stuff going on, and some people, especially you know during qualifying, Seb Vettel missing out on making Q3, right, and and some of those things, and getting a little bit lucky the next day in the race, and um, I like it. That was it, that was one of the most fun F1 experiences that I've had watching that race, yeah. and and it wasn't because of it was a a Max versus Lewis battle, or if it was because there was this just like thing in the back. It was just like start to finish, like really cool circuit, really cool, just watching all of those different things from you know the the turn up by the castle from you know those two drs zones kind of down the straights you know talking about the toe coming through you know i think everybody like said that's why leclerc was on pole is because he kind of got lucky i think he was coming off a a botas and you know finding a way there like just so many like just different like cool variables and the excitement was all around right the excitement as fans you could tell that the teams and the drivers were excited for the ones that did well <laughs> uh, the <laughs> announcers were thrilled i mean what what a cool experience yeah most certainly and the, your leclerc point is is well taken considering how quickly he lost the lead uh when the race actually yeah. started i mean it was he was a non-factor like within the first lap it was like he's going to be middle of the pack mm-hmm. he's going to finish in the points whatever and and that's how it went. But, yeah. you know, and then the elephant in the room is is, is the two big guns up front, right? Yeah. What, I mean, what do we say? What do we say about, you know, it, you get this weird happening. You see Lance Stroll on the wall, and you're like, oh, he messed up. You know, we 
they gave him <laughs> crap. And then you watch start watching the replays, and so now he's tired, just went. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I think that was with several laps to go, and you just kind of had the feeling this isn't going to work on the hard tires, so it's going to happen again. And I, I was in the room with some friends, and we were watching. I was like, it's going to happen. Something's going to happen again. Is not, we're not going to finish this race without at least a virtual safety car. Something's going to happen. And it happened to probably the one person I was just devastated to see it happen yeah. to. When, yeah. they, when they cut to that camera shot and you saw Verstappen spun around, I just was – I felt like getting sick. We were, we were screaming. What, what were your reactions? How do you think like, I felt? I mean, come on. Joe's a Big Max fan. He's yeah. at home watching. Tell, I, tell me your experience when they cut to him spun sideways there I mean, on the main straight. Before that, it was great to have – to see Sergio do what Red Bull has been wanting a teammate to do for Max for years. Yeah. And that was – he did exactly what he was going – I mean – Excellent driving, taking care of his tires like he always does, but keeping Lewis just far enough away yeah. that he couldn't make a pass and he couldn't go after Max. I mean, that was crucial to the team's success. And you're thinking, all right, one-two finish, going to have a, a great stranglehold on the championship lead on both sides. Um, and I, I just – I was befuddled, man. I mean, I didn't scream. I just – my normal thing when I'm shocked, I just – I shut up. I just sit there. I'm like yeah. – in my head, I'm like, what? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. So he's been driving perfect all day. I can't imagine he made a mistake. Right. And, of course, he didn't, which makes it even harder to accept that it's just dumb luck. You yeah. know, happens happens to the guy that's out front um, for whatever reason. And, you know, I I was very upset. I texted you. I was like, all right, driver's championship is over. Yeah. Lewis is going to win this race yeah. somehow or at least finish second and take a huge lead. When does, when does Lewis and or Mercedes – have a race where they don't finish at all right. or they're outside the points, right? Yeah. What was it, 54 straight races with the points finish for Lewis? Yeah. yeah. So in my mind, during that red flag, I'm thinking I'm just like the worst, like Max is going to finish second again. Yep. yep. And then something else yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about that red flag? I mean, because we saw they didn't red flag the race when Lance went into the wall, right? They mm-hmm. kept going in, you know, under a safety car. You know, and then they get out there, and we were like, "Oh, the, the race!" I thought the race was done. Yeah, I thought they were going to finish. The announcers mentioned that too. I yeah. thought they were going to yellow flag it, and I thought it was going to be over with. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, we heard some stuff on the radio. But I mean, what do you think about that decision to to red flag? <sighs> well, the race? I mean, I did see, I did um, hear and see what Michael Massey, the race director, uh, said, and you know, he mentioned that when Stroll crashed, there was to him making that decision to not go to red flag was warranted because. You know, there was time to go and do your normal safety car routes and still have plenty of time left in the race. Mm-hmm. But for him, his decision behind the red flag with two laps or three laps to go was strictly, he said it was for the, the good of the sport, for the entertainment of the sport. And I was a fan of it. I mean, he, I had a feeling, most of us did, that it was just going to finish, you know, Perez-Lewis-Seb or Lewis going to find a way to win or something. So that part wasn't great. But... There, for the first time in a long time, well, since we've been watching F1, I felt like they did something for the fans. Like, they made that decision. Yeah, you can talk about, hey, everybody needs to get new tires because we just don't know how long it's going to last. But I think there was a conscious effort of, man, we can have ourselves a two-lap shootout. Because if if they really didn't care as much about the fan perspective, it would have been a rolling start. Mm -hmm. They would have done a safety car start. They would not have done a a full stop restart. Right. Because that added so much more excitement to that first turn. It really did. So that's why I tweeted, like, how did you pull this out of your ass, F1? Because 30 minutes ago, everybody's like, oh, that's it. Season's over. Yeah. It's going to be done. And then all of a sudden, you get that podium and and both 
championship leaders get zero points, and we're back to being intrigued again. It's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, yeah, and we we heard them come over the radio talk about like you know it was a dangerous aspect because like it wasn't like they were pushing the limits of the tires mm-hmm. with vibrations and there was to no warning. The there was no they puncture. They didn't know, and yeah, I think that the Aston Martin team would say the same about Lance Stroll, and mm-hmm. and, and so yeah, I guess like I, I like. It, it was weird to me. It was weird that they did red flag it. I loved it. It was a great restart. But you know, it kind of brings in too. You know, they're sitting there working on those cars, and you know, I love you know in, in NASCAR they're all hanging over the pit wall, yeah. can't touch it, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like that should be a part of it too. But it sets it up. They get on the grid. In my mind, I forgot that they count. It was fifty one laps, and we were at forty eight. Mm-hmm. So I thought that. For in my mind, there were two laps left. So when they did that, for when they left and they did the the, the safety car I lap, one left I thought it was only going to be one. And then I realized that they were going to do lap 50, then lap 51. Right. right. I think maybe just the way that was was looking at it. And, and yeah, that restart, you've got, you know, immediately Lewis jumps out there and you're like, are you kidding me? Right. He's, got to, he's just going to take it that easy. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then when he went off and we were screaming, our friends that had a kid in the room started crying because everybody was screaming. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then you watch this beautiful battle for two laps where you've got Pierre Gasly holding off yeah. Charles Leclerc, and that was yeah. awesome. And it Land- was, yeah. And, that was, and, and, and Lando, Lando tried started to get involved. That was great. And, and if Lando doesn't try to make the cut to pass and, Le- and Leclerc has to block, then does Leclerc actually get past Pierre? Right. I mean, right. that whole group, and those are three of my favorite drivers getting to watch it's them. The future of F1, Sneaking right? in I mean, there. And, you know, let's take this chance since we didn't do it at the start, but to go over our top yeah. ten for, for yeah. F1. And, you know, and uh, you know, look, looking at the race that was, was wild, if I would have seen this top ten a week Week ago, I'd have been like, "What the heck? What? Was this a <laughs> video know, game?" You know, but I think on? I called it. I think I called it before Monaco. I thought that I thought that Lewis and Max were going to crash each other out of the race, and in a way, last sort weekend kinda. they did yeah. because you know I think if that would have finished, if Max went and had a blown his tire, it would have been a very comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. Would have been a fifteen podium lead. with Lewis up there in second or third, right? right. Something, but instead, you know, we we end up here in tenth place. Kimi Raikkonen coming in, scoring some points. Those Alfa Romeos were good on the street circuits. Yes, I was, I was happy to see that. Yes, because um, they don't have they don't have speed, so they they got better downforce. The downforce first was time good. Kimi's got a point with Alfa, so congrats to him. There you go, Kimi. Uh, worth noting that in eleventh place, right behind him was his teammate Antonio Giovinazzi. So that was good. Uh, going up to ninth place, another disappointing weekend for. Daniel Ricardo. I mean, uh, the pressure has got to be on hard, yeah, especially be. when you look at the stat of Lando Norris scoring in every race, the every only, Grand Prix. Only driver. Only driver. You know that he's got the car. He's just got to figure it out. Yep. He's getting paid way too much money to be messing around. <laughs> so uh, ninth, uh, that's ninth place. Eighth place, Carlos Sainz. Uh, in seventh place, Yuki Tsunoda with a really big weekend. Great finish for him. Really big weekend for the rookie with AlphaTauri. Uh, sixth place, Fernando Alonso. It's really cool to see you know somebody who – we weren't fans of the sport when he was racing in his prime and start to see stuff like what he did this weekend. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy was the best in the world yeah. and still is one of the best, right? Yeah. Cool to see that. Uh, Lando Norris in fifth. I'm happy with that as a Lando fan, a McLaren fan. Uh, in fourth place, great racing by Charles Leclerc. Maybe disappointing after pole on Saturday, but definitely a good race for him. And what a race in third place for Pierre Gasly holding off Leclerc though in those final laps, putting AlphaTauri on the podium. Seb Vettel in second. I mean, the happiest that I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, you watch, you know, being a recent fan, watching the Netflix show, watching the, his interviews and stuff last year with Ferrari, he just seemed like, man, this guy was kind of a jerk. And 
I don't think he is anymore. Yeah. I think he you know, I think he maybe just had a tough group of people to deal with out there and he seemed very happy with Aston Martin and he's been a really good teammate and uh you know interesting to uh just to watch them kind of you know, work on their car and improve dramatically over the course of the season. Yeah, I'm just so sure. happy for him getting up there in that second place finish. First points for Aston Martin uh as uh, their return to F1 and then uh with the win Sergio Perez uh the first one in the hybrid era to get a win with two different teams mm-hmm. um, last year with Racing Point in a crazy race yeah. in Bahrain, right? Yeah, and that's then, true. And uh, then, again, in a crazy race this weekend. But he was positioned to be, I think, up there on that podium regardless. Oh, yeah. He didn't need the crazy race this time. Yeah. Uh, he didn't come from behind to win. True. But he got up there. And so uh, what an awesome podium to see those guys up there all together. And, uh, and yeah, definitely uh, – uh, I would like to amend a mistake I had on the podcast uh, last week. Uh, there is not a race every weekend in June because the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend was canceled and moved. Right. I need to make sure my Google Calendar It updates. did not update. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah, so that was my fault. So I'm sorry for anybody listening and uh, was expecting to see something this weekend based purely off of my comments on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. else F1 related before we move on, Joe? Uh, nothing. Uh, I, I just I did want to you know talk about a little bit of uh, just again, congrats to Sergio. I'm, I'm a big fan of him as a person, and it's good for the sport if Red Bull can get two drivers that are competitive like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to know that he can run at, a, at one of the best cars, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he only had one chance one time and it didn't go well. Yep. And so he has confirmation now, which hey, is, which is Seth, great. Seth Vettel in a new car this year. Yeah. They're on the podium. Yeah. You know? um, and yeah. also how about that freaking trophy It's very simplistic, but it was huge. Yeah. It came up to Sergio's knees. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, was like, it was like a wizard staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was holding it. There's a picture of him and his family and it's like giant on his, next to his son. Yeah. That was, um, that was pretty cool. That, that, that was really that cool. For them. Um, well, one thing I don't, I don't think that I, I really, realized in the uh in the scheme of the weekend there was a dnf for george russell uh yeah they never exposed or explained why he went sorry why he went into the pits before that last restart he rolled off and was very slow going back to the pits yeah and never came back out during that last two laps they never explained it i mean latifi finishes last out of the finishers in 16th right and And he even had a penalty during the race yeah and he was able so something happened with the car and consequently today their team principal decides to step down. Yeah. So not not good stuff happening with some of our back markers no. uh, in the field for sure. Uh, as Brad mentioned, nothing this weekend. Uh, they were supposed to be in Montreal, but that didn't uh, that did not happen or is not happening. So we'll see them again next weekend when they go to Paul Ricard and race in France. All right, let's skip ahead and talk about some racing in wine country. We're talking about NASCAR in Sonoma, California. Stop me if you've heard this before. Kyle Larson wins. Uh, he won. Starting to hear that a lot this year, <laughs> Joe. Every stage and the race, third race, a win of the season for Kyle Larson. The fourth straight one-two finish for Team Hendrick. They are on an absolute roll. 270th win as a team. Uh, they now have the most wins ever by any team. Uh, the previous record was 268 
for Richard Petty Enterprises. Um, out of the 268, Richard Petty had 200 of those. That's uh, wild. Which that is, is that insane. That is wild to think about. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, first time any, time any team has done that since the 50s. So they obviously know what they're doing. They're a force to be reckoned with week in and week out. Uh, Chevys in general are doing better than the rest of the field. Uh, but, again, another another domination for Hendrick on a road course. And uh, Kyle Larson, man, he's, he's figured things out. He's, he's finally being able to show what everybody assumed in terms of him being a, a fantastic driver. Uh, maybe one of the best drivers in the world, considering that he leaves Sonoma and then he goes and races – an open wheel and wins on dirt the very next day. Yeah. And whatever he steps into, he's an instant favorite uh, for the race win, no matter what it, what kind of car it is. Uh, and so that is dangerous for the rest of the field for sure. As we reach about halfway point with the all-star race this weekend, I can't, I mean, why would you bet on anybody else or any other team for that matter? It'd yeah. be really hard. Yeah. I don't know. Cause he, he's done it at, you know, it's not like, Oh, like, Last year, I think people were knocking Chase Elliott because it was, you know, like he's going to win these on, on all of those road mm-hmm. courses and stuff like that. But then really they got the job done, right, and won, and won the championship. And with him, he's just been dominating anything. You know, it took some time maybe to figure out the car and kind of right. get readjusted for those first few races, but has run well everywhere and, you know, and, and is just kind of piling on wins now. And it's what I didn't want to see happen. I yep. want to see more than 16 winners, but uh, there's still time and NASCAR is so, so crazy like that. And, you know, talk about crazy. This is like, like getting to watch a lot of this Sonoma race. It was, like, I mean, just people running into each other. You got some people retaliating, bumping into the cars. Yeah. Like, you know, that big turn eleven. You said the big U-turn. They're pulling in. Like, what in the world? Yeah. You know, well, was, it's some of that. Some of that for me is nice and refreshing because if if you're an F1 car or even an Indy car, you don't. You're not able to bump. You're not. A, no. Your day's done. Yeah. So it's kind of. It's also kind of nice to see cars able to be aggressive um now of course towards the end too aggressive and kevin harvick's got no hood and no, fi- no that was fenders awesome. <laughs> and still going around yeah you know trying not to get a dnf but um yeah i i enjoy that because it's what helps make a road course um show entertaining mm-hmm. uh if it's just long winded out you know it becomes something that's pretty boring uh, overall, so I thought there's a decent amount of of racing for spots and and overtakes uh, and some some aggressive moves. Um, not to mention, you know, the the priest and wear incident that was awesome. I don't know why I like that so much, but well, we talked. I mean, we we had a couple weeks ago, right? We're in the rain out there at Coda, and and then uh, you know you couldn't see then, and now out here in Sonoma, somebody goes off the road and oh, there's a gosh. dust storm. Dust right? storm. Like, it yeah. just, you couldn't see anything. Some mm-hmm. of those some of those helmet cameras on those drivers. I'm like. Phew. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, you got you got to that's a, a white knuckle ride around Talladega at that speed, right? Mm-hmm. But also to mean to be driving, you know, that speed on a road course when you can't see all these cars yeah. bunched up around and you. The, and obviously the road's not as wide as an oval, so you have less room to yep. to make mistakes and less room to get back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the fold, let's go through the top ten uh, for this past weekend at Sonoma. Tenth place, Ryan Blaney, which got me off my feet. Because I was, I don't know, he was just riding around in 15th most of the day. And then I'm watching Larson win, and I'm watching the ticker at the top, and all of a sudden Blaney goes from 12th to 10th. I'm like, yes! I stood up. <laughs> top 10! Ooh, go. okay. Uh, so 10th place finish, uh, one of two forwards in the top 10. Alex Bowman in ninth, even with his damage, he was able to bring it home for a top 10. Denny Hamlin, another top 10 finish, still no wins yet. Ross Chastain in 7th. He's consistently putting together some really great runs for Chip Ganassi Racing, as well as 
Kurt Busch, who finished sixth in front of uh, behind his younger brother Kyle in fifth place. Joey Logano in fourth, the top finishing Ford. Martin Truex Jr. in third. Chase Elliott second, and Kyle Larson in a dominating fashion uh, comes home again with the win, the wine to chug on stage, and all that good stuff. That was weird. I uh, still, I'd seen the root <laughs> clips from before, but I don't know. I don't <laughs> and his wife chugged a beer as well like they're just, i like that that was good just, for her they but. were crushing it uh crushing beers crushing wine uh and real quick too we, you, brad just mentioned the 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 points and things of that nature denny hamlin's still leading the points with no wins uh he is leading kyle larson by 47 points then it's chase elliott william byron and joey logano are your top five teams on the bubble uh, in terms of the 16 that make it to the playoffs, you've got Christopher Bell in 15th, Michael McDowell in 16th, Matt DiBenedetto in 17th, who is uh, roughly 20 points behind McDowell, and then Kurt Busch there uh, in 18th. So right now the wins are keeping them in to the, um, the top 16 spots. You do have Reddick, Busher, uh, who else? Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick. And Denny Hamlin, who do not have wins and are still in the top 16 because yep. of points, so yep. it's crucial to still get those good finishes. Um, because if you can, if we do have some more, you know, I think about guys who haven't won yet. The ones I just mentioned, uh, Kurt Busch could win any given day, as well. It's still a chance. There's still a chance that somebody like Michael McDowell uh, or Christopher Bell gets bumped out even yep. with a win. So, yep. so there's some intrigue there. But I'm like Brad. I'm a little nervous that. We're getting, we're having to dig or dig deeper every weekend to find the entertaining parts yeah, of yeah. the race weekend because well, yeah, otherwise it wasn't that long ago. I was sitting on here talking about how JGR is going to get all these spots and <laughs> yeah. all that, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm, and that's that's where that's where it, we really show our true colors is the blue flag. As the boys. blue flag boys, one yeah. lap down, baby. Hell yeah, you that's know, one, right. One, <laughs> and one hot take behind. <laughs> uh, so this weekend they are in Texas for the All Star race. Uh, we will not be picking. Give me five, but we will be picking our winners for the All-Star Race in just a few moments. But before we get to that, let's talk about our highlights and our lowlights. It's high side, low side on One Lap Down. Clear low, clear high, full slow. Check up, check up, check up. Go low, 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 low. Keep it off the wall. All right. Joe, you need to be a radio DJ with that. Let's talk about our high slide. <laughs> well, you know, it's part of, part of what I do, man. Sound like uh, give Delilah that. a call. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. She's on a whole other level. Uh, so every week we talk about our highlights and lowlights from the previous week of racing. And um, well, we always start with our high side, the good stuff. And I already talked about this, but just to reiterate, I enjoyed the the red flag scenario. Um, it, it allowed me, as someone who saw my favorite driver uh, get punted out to no fault of his own, to still be intrigued and to still um, watch the end of that race and, and not know what's going to happen, as opposed to a safety car finish where you know that's going to be the, the final three. Instead, we get a podium that was not a possibility on lap 50 uh, or a lap 49. So uh, I thought that was a great decision. I'd love to see more of that, uh, similar to what NASCAR does with overtime. You know, back in the day, I saw too many races finish under caution um, for the fact that they just didn't have an overtime system and say, yeah. hey, this, it was 200 laps and that's all you get. You know, not going to go anymore. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I, I'd love to see more of it if time permits or if the situation permits, uh, but preferably it's not because Max has crashed. 
that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, th- I think too, it's hard to get away from F1 in, in my high side of the week and love that finish and love that podium. And I think that podium is, is my high side. None of those three had been on the podium, and especially happy for Seb Vettel getting up there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I don't know how long his drought had been. I think he maybe he had one with Ferrari last year. Last year at Turkey, um, he, he went around Leclerc in the last turn. Yeah, that's right. Sergio. That's right. That's yeah. right. But but still, I mean, just he looked happy and he looked happy for his team. And mm-hmm. and it is, I think, you know, I love seeing somebody that you know, has been a world champion as as great as he is, and you know, kind of getting towards the end of his career, but still giving all of the credit to his team and to you know his engineers and all of those people. And he felt like he was really professional in doing that. That. Um, and Pierre Gasly up there smiling, you know, just, you know, I, it's fun watching with a lot of my other friends that are also new to F1 and have just watched, uh, you know, they've watched uh, the the Drive to Survive on Netflix. Yep. Like, oh, he deserves a better ride. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and because they really, they really highlighted that storyline and, um, you know, happy for him. And, uh, you know, I, I want to see what this does to, to Lewis and to Max, you know, how do they come back uh, in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks? You know, what's their, what's their attitude going to be like? And, you know, and I just want to see Red Bull do well once we get out kind of in some of these bigger open mm-hmm. tracks and the high speed. So, no, the big high side looking at that podium. Yeah, for sure. And I, just to add to that, it, it looked different than Turkey last year because he felt like he kind of got he kind of lucked into the podium at Turkey mm-hmm. because of what happened on the last turn. But I think they earned it. I think their strategy was different than everybody else's. He drove a great race. And yeah. so he felt like, I'm at least going to get third. Oh, look, I get second. Even better. But right. um, definitely feels like an earned podium for Seb and Aston Martin. So uh, I definitely would agree with that. And all three drivers have a Red Bull background. Interesting uh, as well. Look so at that. I didn't think about a lot, that. A lot of, uh, a lot of cool storylines with F1, uh, especially the further you go back. All right. Uh, low side for me this week. Nothing to do with anything on television. Um, I was just disappointed that I didn't get to drive the drag car this weekend. Uh, um, no, I, I enjoyed going to the race. I enjoyed helping out, uh, getting the car ready for whenever my dad is ready to, uh, to fire it up and take it down the track and – it was good. It was good to just go to the track and be reminded of, okay, this is the layout and this is what I got to do if I ever get in. And, you know, even if I was his crewman, I would, that would have been great. Uh, mm-hmm. But just, just didn't do it that weekend. Uh, but we are committed. The weekend of Father's Day, that Saturday, there is a, uh, uh, there's a whole day worth of racing. And so he has, we're going to wash the car on Friday and we're going to pack it up and go Saturday and just do test and tune. You know, there's no, uh, competition really it's just a matter of seeing what your car can do but mm-hmm. um, chance possibly that I could get in it but more importantly it'd just be cool to be on the track and, and experience that with my dad so uh, low side this week but a high side in a couple weeks there you go there you go nice little positive spin yeah. on there Joe um, my, my low side goes back to again that F1 right I, I, I don't want to discredit the Sonoma race, but I think that you know, eh, that was you entertaining. It was good. <laughs> I know that NASCAR fans don't love it that much going out there, but yeah. you know, I, I did like that race. But my low side is tires. Yeah, I, Ugh, I yeah. just, I really didn't like seeing Pirelli botch it the way that that the experts are saying. Again, mm-hmm. we're one lap down. That's we don't know that. Oh yeah, of, we don't know that stuff. But it's hard to ignore, even as a casual fan. Like, like what's going on? Like, how do you mess? How do you mess that up? And and I know there was talk about some issues last year with what the, the tire compounds were. And I know they went with the same ones as Monaco, which is the, the shortest circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that even though it was a street circuit, didn't seem very similar in any kind of way. No. But, uh, you know, they go with those same tire compounds. And, you know, people thought they can make it the full race on the hards. And, and 
you know, we end up with Lance and Max being, you know, being in what could have been a really dangerous place. Oh, not for because sure. not because of an issue, but not because of a mistake, not because of contact, but because they're just driving along and their tire gives out. Yeah. And thank goodness neither of them were hurt. Thank goodness they they didn't go into any of the people working on the side of the track. Mm-hmm. And their car didn't stop in the middle of the track. Yeah. I mean, that was the big thing with Lance. Like, it's a good thing he was able to pull over to the pit road entrance. Yeah. Because coming off a blind a blind no, corner, I don't even want to think. It could have been so much worse. So yeah. they, they need – it's a serious issue yeah. that they need to take a look at because they're, F1 is far and away the most technologically savvy motorsports division out there. And neither of those any teams kind – of sport division. <laughs> well, really. Yeah. But neither of those teams had any warning. You, they can always tell if you're getting low on, on pre- tire pressure. Yeah, or that's part of your strategy, right? Right, exactly. And neither one of – they're both like, what? Where'd this come from? Yeah, this, this makes this makes no sense. And how about how about how good though Max handled it? I was really impressed. Did you yeah. see him? like he's he gets pretty hot. Three years ago, no way. Yeah. But he I has been out a there, bit. and he's out there congratulating. And he's out there watching Sergio get his his podium, mm-hmm. and he's watch out there or his win. You know, he's out there congratulating Seb Vettel and all. Like it was mm-hmm. it was like that's tough, man. Yeah, like when you got robbed. Like, yeah, yeah. It know. wasn't your fault. It wasn't anybody else's fault yeah. in terms of like a driver error or anything. Yep. So something that was funny but not funny. So Max is leading. My dad's has no idea, like F1, whatever. But I was like, oh, I'm feeling good. You know, Max is out front, whatever. And um, then he saw Lance crash and talked about how it wasn't his fault. You know, the tire just blew. And he's like, oh, man, I remember one time. I can't remember where it was. But um, he used to love Jeff Burton in NASCAR. Big mm-hmm. Jeff Burton fan. 99 X side car. Way out in front, wherever it was. Tire blows out, loses the race, no fault of his own. So he brings that up. 20 minutes later, it happens to Max. I'm like, what the hell? And then yesterday, I'm riding my bike with Mike, and my <laughs> tire blew. Like, what's the deal with tires this oh, week? Oh, yeah. Come so there on. we go. They're big, big low side. I, for, I forgot to put your tire in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I put air in it, and it still it still went down. So uh, Pirelli didn't make mine, but there's something in the in the air, I guess, uh, or Wait. not. There uh, is no air. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's now. move on. Let's move on. Uh, real quick, uh, we, we're not gonna we're not gonna pick Gimme Fives this week, but we are gonna at least revisit our Sonoma Gimme Five, and just especially since I didn't win this week. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I have to give Brad a little a little love here. Uh, so our Gimme 5 was Denny Hamlin, Ryan Priest, Michael McDowell, Anthony Alfredo, and Cody Ware. Uh, and with 10 points, uh, Brad wins. I had eight, so congratulations to you. Yep, yep, uh, Hamlin, yep. Priest, and Ware were in the correct order uh, for you. And uh, interesting that our two of our Gimme 5s got together uh, at the end, Ryan Priest, pissed off just cuts right back in front and i don't know why he didn't expect to get slammed into yeah, yeah. uh and then cody wears like oh, that's fine i'll just wreck you again yeah, uh, yeah. and i was, was okay with it yeah i was okay with it man that so late in the do race that stuff in nascar yes don't you, do that open wheel race. <laughs> no no it definitely turns out differently uh when that happens all right so that pretty much wraps it up we've got the car on the trailer we are ready to move on to the next event and i do want to let you know what those are real quick before we get to our final thoughts uh i messed up you talked about you messing up last week i said the nhra was racing last weekend they were not uh they are racing this week for sure june 11th through the 13th in epping new hampshire excuse me 11th and 12th uh indycar doubleheader at detroit you already talked about that very excited about that. check out the action on nbc for that 
Got to get and, a good stand. Uh, Got to get a feel for where our, our point standing is. Yeah, for that. yeah, it's, it's going to be, be a crucial part of the season. This will be definitely, especially after the double points in Indy. This is going to make it or break it for a lot of those drivers yes. competing for a championship. Yes. Very excited to see what happens. There. Alex Pillow, for the, for those of you who don't know, is in the lead right now. Um, just so in case you're curious, Superstar Racing Experience, the Tony Stewart's uh, answer to getting the most, the biggest names in motorsports history to drive uh, for six weeks. Starts this weekend on CBS every Saturday night starting from now until the end of July. They will be at a local short track, uh, mostly in the Midwest. They'll finish up at the Nashville Fairgrounds, uh, both on dirt and on asphalt. You've got people like Helio Castroneves and Paul Tracy, Mark Weber from F1, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott, uh, Chase's dad. I mean, it's it's a really – spot for him this weekend. Was, yeah, that was crazy. That was really uh, cool. So that would be cool. Check out – check the local listings for that on CBS this Saturday night. That will be a lot of fun, especially if you're like me and you grew up with those names every weekend. Oh, yeah. It's cool to see them uh, racing again for sure. And another Camping World sponsored event. Yeah, uh, yeah. Marcus Lemonis, man, he's all about racing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts from you, sir, before we head out? Uh, are we going to pick our all-star winner? Yes, I totally forgot. Yes, go ahead, since you brought it up. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> any, you can pick – well, you know you can pick any of the winners because they're automatically in the all-star field. Right, There's still right. some that still have to be fan-voted in. So Brad Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski. Okay. There you go. He's going to okay. win, I think, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to run through the all-star – like s sequence and format, I'm not even gonna bother because no. it's so. So you're, you I, could be right. There, I think there's a lack of excitement around it. You know, there we had talked about going at one time. We talked on here about going, and you know, I did with our schedules and some things going on. Just ended up, you know, pushing our plans to get to that to a race further on down. And I'm mm -hmm. kind of glad that we're not because I am too. There's not much going on with it. No, there's not. There's not, there's not a storyline and. It's starting to feel kind of like some of the other all-star games that you see that you just kind of have to do it. And right. Nobody really cares. Right. Uh, I'm going to go – why not? I'm going to go Kevin Harvick. Why not? There you go. Why not? He's not going <laughs> to – can you imagine if he wins but it doesn't count as a win? So he's – his uh, one win is worth a million bucks. That sounds about that sounds about right for him. <laughs> yeah. Denny Hamlin will probably win it. Right, yeah. right, exactly. To be somebody like that that hasn't actually won yet, yeah. um, they'll win the thing that's an exhibition. Yeah, is worth a million dollars. So that's pretty good. That's yeah. that's, that's pretty helpful. Good that's nice. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out on Saturday night if you want, or Sunday night if you want. I'm more interested in the Xfinity race on Saturday, but uh, that's just me. That'll do it for lap 26. We're still trying to catch up to the rest of the field, but we'll be on lap 27 next week with lots to talk about here on the One Lap Down podcast. You can talk with us all week long on Twitter at One Lap Down Pod, Facebook One Lap Down Podcast, and YouTube One Lap Down Podcast as well. Until then, I'm Joe Hutzler. I'm Brad Dunn. You are. That is <laughs> I got it. Uh, we will talk to you all later. Thank, Thank you, guys. See ya.